The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle. Brought to you by Angie Lancaster Remax, G-Mig's Fifth Street Pub, and Deary Brothers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Waukee. Now, live from G-Mig's Fifth Street Pub in Valley Junction, this is the Hawkeye Huddle with David Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge. And here we are again. We got a little reaper. Is that... You don't hear you? Okay, I'm good oh, on the reverb now. I, I got you. you. I don't hear it. I got you. Is that better? De- Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here. G Miggs, as uh, on the promo it said correctly. Are we in the wrong, uh, in the, in the in the wrong, wrong spot there? Okay. Seemed to be working. How's that? I think that's way better. Okay. They'll let us know if it's not going out over hit the uh, speaker system here at G Miggs. Hey, um, welcome to 2024. It was sort of a, a difficult way for Hawkeye fans to enter 2024. It was nothing yesterday. It. It was ex- it, we've all seen this movie. It was like Rocky 14, and I am not sure they've made 14 Rockies yet. But yeah, it feels like it. It but feels yeah. like it. You better throw that over your left shoulder. <laughs> Ridge just spilled, spilled salt. Salt is bad luck. Anyway, it, it was. We've seen that show before. Yes. And and the ending was the same, the middle was the same. The only difference is that we added a new a new hero towards the end for Rocky 15, <laughs> and and that might be, you know, Mark Elena's uh, the man with uh, operable legs and opposable thumbs. Certainly will, should be. I, I don't know everything that you everything, don't know. Well, of course you don't know, but everything that there should be. Uh, is that the backup quarterback should now be him. Uh, to Cade McNamara when the season starts right. next year. Uh, and, next September. and whoever the yes. incoming freshman quarterback is. Rezar. He, Rezar. he can run the scout team. And let's get Deacon a transfer portal to Iowa Western. Uh, so the Hawks go down 35 to nothing to Tennessee in the Cheez-Its Citrus Bowl. And I think we all thought Iowa would fire a shot here and there. And let's face it. After the second drive of the game where Iowa drove inside the five-yard line, they were, they were moving the ball. Guys were doing their jobs. People were excited. And as soon as he threw the interception into double coverage, where there was no hope of threading a ball to anybody, uh, as soon as that happened, that was the end of it. The, the wind went out of the it sails. Was, that was the end of it. They it never the fired pe- another it was shot. just the Penn State game. In a, in a nutshell, we get down there. And fumbled. And fumbled. Yeah. Uh, Eric All fumbled uh, in that game after a s- significant, uh, got it down to the 12-yard line, he fumbled. And Iowa was never the same on that in that game. And yesterday, they got it down to the four-yard line. Second down, wasn't it, when he threw the interception? Third. Maybe it was third. third down. We, we, so we was first and goal at the four. And uh, we ran, oddly enough, ran the two freshman running backs were your first two runs from the four-yard line. Maybe both up the gut. The time. <laughs> yeah, both up the gut. Uh, two of your smaller backs, right? And I'm not sure. So that was an interesting thing in and of itself. And then on third down, you ran that, ran that pattern where you flood everybody to the right and see if we can just hope that, you know, six D-backs can't cover two wide receivers going to the right side. And he threw it into, into more than double coverage. I mean, there was no – you couldn't even see the receiver. I don't even know who the receiver was. Do you? No. No. Anyway, it was – If it I was, had to guess, I would have said it was uh, three. You think it was Caleb? 
Yes. Yeah, maybe. Well, he seemed to be the only guy that he was throwing to. He was looking, looking at most and, of the time. And, okay, this this should not turn into the bash session on the players that it it might. But thank you for your service, Nico Raggiani. Go sell insurance in New <laughs> Jersey. Kind of, y- yes, it'd be, it, it'll be thank a great career. For, thank you for yeah. your service, Deacon Hill. Uh, good luck as the uh, general manager at Arby's. I, here's the thing. I just don't, I mean, there, there was no reason on God's green earth that yesterday Marco Linus should not have started that game. You cannot tell me that, that there was anything in practice. You cannot explain to me where anything in practice that Deacon Hill looked that much better than that kid. Other than Marco doesn't get a chance to, to, to play in practice. Uh, maybe. As with, with any with, of with, the of the starters. And it sounded like they had been running, you know, a lot of things where he had looked good. But if if so, was if Iowa was going to win that game yesterday, there's a couple things that needed to happen. One of them needed to be you can't turn the ball over on your own three-yard line and throw a pick six. That eliminates 21 points right there. And when you do have the ball it's inside. Only 14. The t- 14. I'm and, sorry. And you can't throw an interception in their end zone. That's 21. That's 21. Now we're at a 14-point game where they drove the ball for a couple of long touchdown drives, and, and those hurt. Now, um, so it, I don't know where there's evidence that shows that no matter what happens in spring ball this year, that Deacon Hill will not be listed on the depth chart ahead of Marco Linus when it comes to the end of spring ball. Uh, Cade McNamara will be number one at the, at the beginning of, of fall. And if he stays healthy, great. We know that's that's a boy. That's a 50-50 shot at best. At best, and and you just have to look at all the all of the ways that a quarterback can help. I watched Michael Penix last night. Oh who, yeah. When he, who, when he came to Iowa City two three years ago, as two Indiana, pick, three, yep. two pick sixes to Riley Moss in that opening game. About four times in that game the other night. Last night, he takes off. He's got enough athletic ability. He's quick to gain the first down to extend the drive. And this is the problem that we no longer have to worry about as it related to the Brian Ferentz called plays. There were never any plays ever other than a quarterback sneak, which inexplicably with a 275-pound quarterback, we can't get six inches. Um... Apparently his squat is uh, no more than 240 <laughs> pounds because he can't move his himself and push the line at all um, in order to in order to gain half a yard. Um, if offense is supposed to be complementary football, it has to be competent football, and and you can't have a quarterback who who had 11. Fumbles in eight interceptions. 19 turnovers. 19 turnovers in the games that he played. In seven games. There's nothing that is complimentary about that. Nope. To, One would say it's insulting rather than complimentary. To to anyone or to anything. Um, the fact that you have a quarterback who not only can't throw the ball to the right team, it can't hold on to it if and when he's ever tackled, um, is zero threat to run and gain offensive yards. The game has changed. Tom Brady no longer plays. Right. A 6'5 statue of a quarterback who's got a million-dollar arm and a million-dollar brain right. will still work, but it still won't work that great in college. It will work in the NFL where every offense is designed to be that way, but it's not going to You have to have 
and expect your offensive line to have issues occasionally, or even the threat of using your quarterback as an offensive as a, weapon. As a weapon. Hey, let him run, you know, and see if he can draw some guys. Right? I, uh, you know, Tommy Frazier and those guys, when Nebraska had great offenses, the quarterback was the main guy. And, oh, by the way, the wing backs and the running backs and those guys were, they weren't always, you know, A, they were they were B. Yeah. You know, they yeah. had Mike Rozier, he was. But, I mean, the point's the same. Your quarterback has to be a threat, an option in your offense. And they, Iowa has taken the quarterback away. The way that, so Marco's first drive where he, he did, by the way, check down out of open receivers a number of times there on those runs. But Tennessee was not spying him. They were not worried at all about our quarterback running, and suddenly you able to run be? up the right. It, it proves they were already in the mindset that Iowa's quarterback is not going anywhere. We can go this way and this way, and we can sit back here and watch, you know, and he's not going to go. So Marco ended up, I think, with 49, 50 yards rushing uh, uh, on that drive. Didn't score, but at least got him The most yards rushing yard by a quarterback since C.J. Beathard. Wow. Wow. Hey, some good things that did happen. Okay. Joe Evans with four sacks. Uh, ended up his Hawkeye career with a, a, a good day. Certainly, um, you know, he... He was a warrior for his, his time in Iowa City, considering he was a walk-on coming in and uh, certainly made no, uh, no bones about it. Yesterday he was there to play, got a, got a sack early, kept it up throughout the game. And Jay Higgins, man, considering he's coming back, that's, a, that's an awesome thing. And on top of that, 16 stops yesterday. 171 tackles for this season. Ties the, the season record held by some, some dude I don't remember. And uh, coming back for a fifth year. You know, I thought Nick Jackson really struggled early in the game. I thought yeah, he was we, too we thought his up. angles were weird. Didn't yeah, you? I, I thought. I so thought. Weird. I thought he regressed back to the way he played in the first three or four games this season, where he was chasing things instead of being in the right spot. And finally, it's like Phil got him back under control and said, "This is where you just need to be." Um, I, I didn't think we saw the best Sebastian Castro uh, yesterday. No. No. Um, and I don't know why. I don't know if Tennessee was going away from him, but he, he certainly was unable to make an impact in the game. Um, I think the loss of Cooper DeGene, can, you cannot downplay that at all on defense because they were picking on Lee, they were picking on Jamari. Those guys are playing 12 yards off, and Cooper's going to be locked that other side up, you know, and, and you're not, you want to throw it over here? Throw it over here. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I think it was Michigan State. Earlier in the year, they threw two passes to row. I said, like, what are they doing? <laughs> Third pass they threw over there, he picked it off. Yeah. And, and so it's like, I don't think you can downplay that. I don't think you can downplay the impact he has on the special teams. Um, and so, and Iowa's defense eventually does get worn out when they're on the field for extended periods of time. And this goes back to the offense being complimentary. Iowa led the country in three and outs. Yes. And, and I mean, Consistently, you're a putting them back out. Led right. the country in, in three, three and outs. And on Tennessee's first drive for a touchdown, they didn't throw a pass. Right? So they, they didn't bite on the – Phil Parker depends on you to bite your freshman quarterback, your true freshman quarterback, to drop back and bite on uh, what looks like an open guy and, and one of our, our safeties drops underneath in the two-deep coverage and we, we suddenly have a pickoff. They didn't bite. They just kept matriculating the ball down the they field. And as they, they did. They ran it right, right. down Iowa. Just and it Iowa right up 
yeah. right up the throat. But it wasn't like 16 plays. I mean, it was a lot. And, uh, and eight it, plays, uh, 78 yards. I mean, whatever. And and but why were they able to do that? Because the quarterback was a weapon. And Iowa hasn't mm-hmm. really had to play against a team that had a quarterback. Not a, a good one, no. And and it wasn't that they were running the option offense so much, as it, as it was, you know. I think when he dropped back to pass a couple times in that drive, there was nobody to throw it to, and he took off and ran. Yeah, yeah. And whether whether that was because there was pressure or whatever, um, you know, he, he was still a freshman. He was acting a little bit like Marco. I'm going to go back. If my first guy in there and my second guy's not there, I'm probably just going to run. And he was able to do it and do it with success. And, you know, I, it is so frustrating in, in the national media and, you know, the announcers are like, gosh, Iowa fans, I can't imagine how you feel. And we're like, we're numb. <laughs> we are. I mean, good Lord. I, we de- were numb death to by, it. Really? Yeah. You want me to do the Chinese water torture again? Yeah. Fine. Waterboard me. Yep. Go for it. I mean, please. I mean, I've been through it. I've survived. Whatever. You know? Is that all you got? It, it, but that's what it felt like. It really did. So Iowa, and, and why it's starting to get worse is anytime Iowa plays a team that is good, in this case, this year, three ranked teams, they are outscored 92 to nothing. They didn't fire a shot in any one of those games. And uh, they had one chance to score in each one of them, and they turned the ball over in each one of those chances to score. And then they had nothing else. They didn't even attempt a field goal in any one of those games. Didn't even attempt a field goal well, in it, any one of those games. And so it's, 92 to nothing. You know, and so you can sit there and say you won 10 games all you want, and probably should have been 11, but eventually we're going to have to let the punt return go. They're, right, they're right. Not, they're not going to change it in 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 February. So, the measurement by which you want to establish whether or not you're a good program. Look, Iowa could have won the Big Ten West literally the last three years. Probably should have mm-hmm. won two of the last three. Won three of the last six. Probably should have been four of the last six, at least. Maybe, maybe. Well, five. they should have beaten Nebraska last year, and they would have won. Right, that's right, what that I'm saying. Got, yeah. And and so you, you could have hung your hat on that and said, but the Big Ten's not the Big Ten anymore. It's the Big 18. Yeah. And and yes, it is. On next Monday, you're going to have a preview of Week Six in the Big Ten next year, when Washington comes to Michigan in Ann Arbor for the national championship. So teams one and two from the previous year are now in your conference. And if you expect to be in the top four or have aspirations to be in the in the twelve in the in the playoff, and I certainly would expect that Kirk you have those aspirations, has those you aspirations, do. Yep. then you have to make such you have to make change, and not change for the sake of change, but I mean literal, huge, philosophical change in the manner by which. You run your offense. We're not talking four quarters for a dollar. We're talking. You need to how, do. How you need to include nickels and dimes. It, You've got to figure out a way to throw an odd amount of change all, in there. Pennies too. It's all yes. got to be on volume. Yes. And Iowa needs to run more plays. They need to have plays where the quarterback matters. They need to. Do you know that they uh, need to Jacob, have plays Jacob where guys Bost- are, get open for passes? Jacob Bostic played yesterday. But was never the ball was never thrown at yeah. him. Yeah, um, you know, but he looks great in practice. If I hear one more dude who looks, looks great, great in practice. practice, and then contributes nothing in the game, you know what that tells me? That their practices suck. 
either either they're, the practices are awful or, or they're, they're running they're, against air. Right. They're not they're not playing to their strengths. I mean, it's like the, the good NFL, news is Luke Lachey will be back next year with that in that group, right? right. So you and you're, you're going to go with Caleb Brown being as a capable uh, capable and Seth Anderson being capable. Now you got to figure out who you're going to get through the portal to try to bring in somebody else. Who can well, catch I don't football, care if right? it's Bostic. I don't care if it's... Uh, I think it needs to be. They need to go. They need to go searching. They do. That's one spot they got to go search. Well, right? I don't think there's any question. I think they need to go search for another backup quarterback. Yeah. In addition yeah. to Marco, because yeah. Deacon isn't an option, and he can't be. He's the worst Division One quarterback I've ever seen. I've been watching football, literally trying to pay attention. To and we football said this after the first for over game. fifty freaking years. After the Michigan State I have State never game. seen yeah. a quarterback this, this bad. bad. No, ever, uh, ever at Kinnick, ever, never, never. I mean, uh, I don't care if they were playing for Akron. Yeah, no, never seen a quarterback this bad. I walk, I watch him action every week. I know, never see a guy this bad. Nope. Um, He's freaking horrible. <laughs> the guy coaching him is beyond inept. Thank God he's gone. Lost in all of this. Uh, some good news. Uh, Brian Ferrin's luggage. <laughs> it was lost. LeVar Woods was named the Football Scoop Special Teams uh, Coach of the Year last week. Well, there you go. Nice thing. And Tori Taylor broke the record for all-time yardage punting in one season. Way to go, Tori! You, out, even have you the outkicked our offense. You outkicked by our over coverage. Twelve hundred yards yep. this year. So that is an NCAA record that he will always have. Iowa's so. offense was, had less than 3,000 yards for this season. That is so bad. Never would have seen that. 17. Never really would have seen that coming. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll grab Tom Caker at Hawkeye Report. Hopefully we can get Tom 20 minutes or half oh. an hour before the basketball game. We'll see. Oh, that's right. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. We'll try to grab him. We come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Hi, it's Greening, and you're listening to 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. G-Mix, Valley Junction, West Des Moines. Come on, join us tonight. Hawks in Wisconsin on the top of the hour in men's basketball, and then uh, that'll be in Madison, Wisconsin. And then, of course, the women will take this floor in Carver Hawkeye Arena against Michigan State at 8 o'clock. Eight o'clock for the Caitlin Clark show. Caitlin Clark show. We were, Boy, she's putting on a show, man. I'll we tell were you texting what. each other the other day about. Um, you just have to watch this. It's just one thing after another, right? She's dropping dimes. We got one, Tom. We do. I mean, you know, logo threes, and then she breaks the all-time assist uh, record, not only for the University of Iowa but for the Big Ten, uh, eclipsing the mark by Sam Logic. She's at 904 now. So what she becomes is. The first player ever in college basketball Division One history to have 3,000 points, 900 assists, and 800 rebounds. Put that in. Think about that. Let that marinate. And Tom, we'll let that marinate uh, in the back of your brain as somebody who's uh, firing on all cylinders. And and not that we need to spend too much more time on it, but the football team certainly wasn't yesterday. And um, I I read your 10 things about Iowa football, and I. I, I, I thought you were you nailed them in a number of different ways. But here's the part that I don't get I, and that I just don't have any confidence in. Right now I can't figure out how they started Deacon Hill in the first place. I don't know that they're going to not go into spring ball with him as their number one quarterback. I, I know. And, and I, I think maybe we just have to wait and see what the new offensive coordinator brings. And maybe there will be a change of view there. But, but here's the other thing. Um, you're really only going to have 
two guys, and then have you know Tommy Pawlowski um, there too. But they're going to get a lot of reps. So if one's the one and one's the two, it's not going to be a huge difference in my opinion. You can probably work both of them quite a bit. It's not like it's a crowded room because Cade's probably not going to do a whole lot of anything. So um, yeah, just from that perspective, I, I, I don't. I'm not going to get too hung up on it, but I would just give you got to find out what Marco can do because the thing we've learned the last two years when Cade is at um, Michigan and then at Iowa is that he is, he's breakable. You know, he's he's spent more time uh, in the surgery room and rehab than he has on the football field. And so you've got to go and get somebody who's a more competent uh, more skilled backup than Deacon was this year because that just that's not going to cut it again next year. And so you have to find out if Marco is that guy. And if he is, great, then you don't have to go in the portal. But if he isn't, you need to find out by the spring so you can go and uh, essentially do some shopping. Well, and, and the question is, and I, I don't think this to be the case, but does the new offensive coordinator come with a quarterback? I mean, could Paul Christ bring Arch? <laughs> I was no, I, he's Arch. Don't think he's bringing Arch, but I, I think you have a good point. Maybe he's got somebody um, that that he's interested in. You know, there that that's a possibility. Um, I don't know. It's but it's all just dependent on who that person is. I think we get a better feel for where things might be headed once. Once that person is hired, and that should be done sometime this month. It'll be interesting to see. Um, we don't have any other whispers right now about the, the portal, do we, Tom? I mean, I feel like last year at this time we had the whispers about Cade McNamara and kind of ha- that there's some big Cade things happening. Cade, was already, on, Cade yeah. was already announced and on board. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I think he, went we, the, he went to the bowl game. We were excited by things already, and right now I know they've been working and they have set. We've been working on keeping the kids that need that we want to stay in school on the team, which, by the way, is would be fabulous, right? But there haven't been any other sort of whispers that I've heard no, at just, all. Have they you? Just don't they don't have they don't have um, scholarship room right now. So yeah, that's the issue. They just until they get everything settled with who's coming back and who's not, it's hard to start to look to go shopping. But I think they will go shopping at some point. Tom, Iowa didn't have anyone in the locker room like Alabama did who said, I'm out of here, Uh, mark it down, I'm gone. Nobody said that in the locker room yesterday, correct? Not that I know of, but we only got to talk to, like, Tori Taylor and um, Joe Evans and and Jay Higgins and Nick Jackson. And Nick Jackson is really the only one that's, kind of lingering out there yet and he wasn't going to say anything so he didn't he didn't have any uh any further comment i think nick's leaning towards just moving on but that's just me um you know i I think he wants he's he's played like four full seasons you know like jay higgins that last year was was last year was his first year was was his first year as a starter and really yeah you know the previous year was his first year as kind of a contributor i guess you would say on defense so there's there's got to be 
you know, some trepidation on Nick's part because he's had 100 tackles in four straight years, so he's played a lot of football. There's a the tread on those tires is getting pretty thin, and I, I wonder if he wants to just kind of chase the uh, NFL thing at this point. Well, you, well you, you, you can understand that, right? Right, you could understand. He, also, it's not like it's a lot like it's a lot like Seth Benson last year. You know, it would have there yes. was some obvious pull for Seth to come back and, and everything, and he just decided to. I, I'm just ready to kind of move on, and he'd played a a ton of football, so that's why he you know decided to chase the thing with the Broncos and you know see where where it would go. I want to take you to a completely different, and I, forgive me if since you were in Orlando you didn't pay a whole lot of attention, but if you did, this wrestling deal the other night. Well, I've got with the Friday night. Well, I'm going to bring this up around to this. Oh, yeah. So, let's, let's, first of all, explain to me, why don't you, David, set, set the scene. There's two, the, the two brothers, the Ferrari brothers, wrestling unattached at the soldier yep. salute against Iowa. Right, and A.J. Ferrari is eligible second semester at Iowa. The one, yeah. He, yeah. he got in a fight, right, Tom, with the 197 guy for Iowa yes. and got disqualified. Yes. Uh, got, in a, got in a scrap and got disqualified, and he flipped off the crowd and, you know, just kind salute. of, he's a, he's, um, he's a douchebag. Yeah, he, he's cocky, <laughs> I think is how we would term it, right? Yeah, some might call, yeah. He did, um, you know, at Oklahoma State, he did have um, the sexual assault uh, allegations leveled against him. I, I assume those have gone away. They Otherwise, have. I will wouldn't be, uh, be um, messing with him at all. So I'm assuming that all that's been adjudicated and on his, in his behalf. And so, yeah, so they've got, well, he's I, got that going I, on. He's I a, was a little disappointed to see Tom come out in a sort of well he's a competitor type well, well let me I'll, get, I'll, I'll give you an example okay he did apologize DeSanto. he did apologize he he, oh, did. he did okay well he wrote an apology and sent it out but was it in crayon uh, <laughs> been multicolored well but 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 no he did do that but but tom brands came out then and talked about well he's a competitor and doesn't like to get beat and blah 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 yeah tom listen well let me give an example. So yeah. DeS DeSanto came from Drexel. Yes. Okay? He was an East Coast, Philly, Jersey guy. Yeah. Now, DeSanto has a little bit of the uh, ADHD syndrome, and yeah. he had some real struggles early on um, where he, he didn't behave well on the mat, tried to break a guy's arm in the national championship. But his last two, two years at Iowa, he was a model citizen, worked hard, wrestled hard. And the brands brought him into and made him that, the Iowa culture. I don't know if they can do that with the Ferraris. I don't know. I mean, they're they're big big egos, uh, big. Uh, the big personalities. New Jersey guys, um, and I mean, if you're at Oklahoma State and then you come to Iowa, I mean, is there a reason that Kale didn't didn't call? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, Kale doesn't need him. <laughs> I, I I don't know, Tom. I I didn't know if maybe you've. Maybe we're going to hear any. Maybe we won't hear anything. This is just going to be fortress of solitude until the kid hits the mat. We're going to see see whether he can hold his tongue it's or not. Be, right? It, yeah, and I, I it was going to be a roll of the dice when he came in, regardless. Right? He's got a reputation being kind of a showboat and a hothead and those sorts of things. So, um, 
By the way, also, uh, um, I think you're going to see Ben Keeter on the Iowa mat uh, ASAP. So get ready wow. for that. He, so he's going to wrestle at heavyweight. Yeah. He's going to yep. be giving 50 pounds he, he to some will. of these guys. He and uh, heard, I heard he's been, uh, he's, he's kind of snuck over there a few times, and I heard he's uh, pretty much been the best heavyweight in the in the in the room. In the gym. Yeah. Yep. Well, he, he's. He, I, he is the world champion, this, you know. That, that's yeah, true. He, he is. He does have skills. He's got. Right? A, he's he's just got a small. lot of skills. Well, the I was talking to his mother. Okay, so I know this on firsthand account. <laughs> okay. Um, and I said, if he's going to wrestle heavyweight, he's going to have to figure out what to do when he's on bottom. Mm -hmm. And she said that that's all he's been working on. How to get out? How to get out? When you got a guy who's two eighty five laying yep. on top of you. Yep. I, I mean, hey. and it's, it's hey. strong. <laughs> Not above biting. <laughs> hey, Kyle, Kyle Snyder did pretty well as a kind of an undersized heavyweight. So, yes. You know, he was not. He he's he probably had more weight than Ben does right now, but it wasn't like he was a two eighty five or anything like that or two eighty. No, but he was probably two fifty. Yeah. Yeah, he was probably two fifty to sixty. Right. So I was well, just, Hawks I was don't just wrestle looking, again. Uh, oh, on, uh, I'm looking at yeah the the next. The, the it's not till the 12th. Nebraska, Nebraska January 12th. the 12th. And then uh, Monday, January 16th against Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, that's MLK Day. Yeah. That's why that's yeah. on Monday. But it, so it's it's going to be a while. This uh, Soldier Salute, they did have eight guys placed you know, at the top of that, which was cool. Three yep. women, by the way, uh, won their division as well uh, in that deal. But um, they don't go till. I don't think they're. I'm not sure when they're next. So Tom, was, let, let's go to basketball. We got. Yeah, we got before a, we go away, a big Big Ten basketball game tonight. I was got a real. They got a chance to go on the road, and, and get their first Big Ten win. Tell us what the keys of the game are, and what whether you know what you think might be happening here tonight. So here's a couple things. Wisconsin hasn't played since December 22nd. They didn't do a game after Christmas. They just kind of. Played on the 22nd against Chicago State, and that was it, and they haven't played. So I wonder, you know, if Iowa could get off to a really good start, because I just wonder if, if Wisconsin's going to come out a little rusty. So um, that's something maybe to watch is uh, that, that part of, uh, of the game. And I think rebounding is, is huge in this game because, um, especially offensive rebounding because Tyler Wall and, and Stephen Crowell are really good on the offensive glass. So Iowa is going to have to control the defensive boards because those second-chance buckets with those guys are just so huge where they'll either put it back themselves or kick out to an A.J. Store or, or one of their other shoot, you know, the uh, Essigen or, or one of their shooters, um, you know, Chucky Hepburn, whoever it is. Uh, I think the... The matchup of the night is probably Tony Perkins and, and uh, going up against Chucky Hepburn because they're just when when either team is good, that player is good. So they've got to both those guys. Have, you know, Tony's got to be good if Iowa's going to go up there and, and win. And you know, Iowa's sitting at 0 and 2. They've got to get a win. Uh, it would just you know, this is when they kind of started moving in the right direction. Last year was this early January period where they were sitting at 0-3, and, and then they got going and won 7-9 of nine and got themselves back into the race. So 
they got to get going. And they've got a chance. I mean, you know, they got Rutgers, Nebraska, the next two games up to Minnesota. Those are three winnable games. So if you get this one, then all of a sudden you're at four and two. And you're going, wow, okay. Maybe this team is back in the the mix. But they've got to, you know, I think they've got to get to 11 and 9 to have a bubbly chance to, you know, be on the bubble kind of thing. And, and that means they're, they've got to go 11 and 7 the rest of the way because they've already got the two, two game hole. And that, and that Michigan loss is just so bad right now because Michigan stinks. They're not, you know, yeah, they, they do. And Iowa just didn't play that day. They just didn't play. Yeah, they just it's, didn't play. But yeah. They had them on the ropes in the first half and couldn't, couldn't get out, do anything yep. about it. And then they just kind of fell apart in the second half. Yeah. All right, Tom, we got to run. Appreciate you checking okay. in again, and we'll talk to you hey, next thanks, week. thanks, guys. Enjoy the game today, Okay, Tom. Yep. talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. We'll take a break, come back, talk a little more hoops when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Live sports live here. 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines Sports Leader. We are back. On the Hawkeye Huddle. <laughs> mission Impossible. Mission, it's not an impossible mission, but it is some. If this basketball season starts to go south on us, we're we gonna, have some long episodes ahead, my no, friend. The longer we're, shows. Luckily, we got women's basketball. We're we can be breaking you know, down women's basketball, yeah. women's wrestling, and uh, lacrosse. Well, baseball will start to happen in February as well. They right. don't. They don't get going until the 16th, but they got some. Good early season matchups, and there are some. Let's uh, not know, forget you know. to thank our sponsors, particularly yeah. our newest one, Deary Brothers. Absolutely. Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Out there in Waukee. Waukee. Maybe Chrysler. Yeah, but it's Chrysler in, I think so. I think there's four anyway. We really appreciate AJ Perez and his team out there. Stop on out there on the west side of Waukee. And tell them that you heard about it. Tell them you heard it on the huddle. It would help us a great deal. By the way, they've got an awesome. I was was sending the stuff to Denny today, and I was looking at the website. They got an awesome little vehicle for about 30 grand. I'm like, oh, gosh, maybe I should just get rid of the Suburban. Downsize? Oh, I don't know. You've, Did that you've the had house. the Suburban for a while. Forever. Yeah, it's been it's been a Creighton Junior uh, vehicle for quite some time now. So. It certainly has. I'll give it a shot. You know, maybe and you Angie Lancaster yes. here, Remax uh, Concepts. And, of course, uh, George and Bruce here at GMAX for hosting us for the last few years. It's always great to be down here. So. It is. It is. Let's talk a little more about. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit more about the women's game. First okay. of all, Michigan State. First of all, the Hawks, uh, the Hawkeye women, beat Minnesota. Was that Saturday? 94-71. 11 and one. Minnesota came in there, thought they had a shot. Iowa got on them early and just broke out in the first quarter. It was never really a ball game. Um, Iowa runs away with it. 94-71. Tonight they have Michigan State. Uh, uh, 8 p.m. on the Peacock. And then Friday, uh, they have Rutgers on the road on BTN. Um, Hannah Stolke with 19 points and eight boards against Minnesota, which is uh, the more she continues to do that, the, the, the tougher it is to mount any kind of a, of, a, of, a, of a comeback against Iowa when Iowa's shooting lights out and suddenly that's not happening. She's going inside 
taking care of it. And uh, they had hot shooting throughout that game, but for the most part, whenever they needed to, they got aboard. Sharon Goodman uh, also had a good game. They out-rebound them in that second half, uh, or in that first half, 28 to 15, and then they ended up, I think, by 25 boards or something like that. It was something ridiculous like that. They're 13 and 1, 2 and 0. Uh, but and I don't, I don't, didn't look at Michigan State's record, but I don't believe that this is supposed to be a tough game tonight. I think Michigan State actually is pretty good. Um, is it's, it? It's on the road. I think. No, 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 no. It's it's in Carver. Oh, it's tonight. in Carver. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna. We've we've had close games on the road against them before, and they've had better teams, I think. I, but I, I could be wrong. For some reason, I was thinking they were pretty good. Well, we'll look it up as we as we continue to talk about it. Now, Rutgers certainly has fallen a little bit from where they were a few years ago. Uh, not quite as good. And but at the same time, going to Piscataway, you you never know what's going to happen when you head to the rack, right? So. Uh, uh, Hockey women favored by 15 and a half. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, 15 and a half. So not a, not a great team. Michigan State don't want to run. We could be looking for a hundy tonight out of the another, another one of those, huh? Seems like you're running into that. Now, that was the one thing about the men's team the other night. Uh, again, not shooting the ball great at times, but they got a lot of assists, and they got themselves to well, 103 and points. You and know Tony what Perkins had eight assists the other you night. You know what else they got? They got a ton of steals the other night against Northern Illinois, who was who careless with the basketball. But I'll tell you, if the men can play some defense and cause some turnovers, I, I honestly wish we would press the whole game. Whenever it seems like we go to the press, it seems like good things happen. I mean, it just does. There were a couple games where the press didn't work very well when the other team was really good. Right. But other than that, we seem to go to it when we're behind against bad teams and then bad teams get layups. And that's not what you want. Right. You need those steals. No, it was they gave up 48 in the first half the other night to northern Illinois and then turned around and played really good. You're right. Steals, block shots. They played really good interior D in the second half. And I just wonder where that comes from when you're talking about them playing against the same team. They played they they you know, so you went from uh, so you gave up what, 20? 627 in the second half instead of 48. It's a much different deal, and certainly that's how you pull away. But it's not only the good shooting that does that, it's the defense that did it. And so they've got to have that again tonight. And they're going to go to Wisconsin, who does like to pass it around a little bit before they shoot. Yeah, they're Greg, not going to try Greg to run guard. you into the ground, no, right? No, no, the, they're going to try to get rebounds and put it, you know, and, and, and grind you. Yeah, and grind you. So the interior D is going to be, uh, in, I think Tom said, said the same thing, it's going to be key tonight. Caitlin ben Clark Cricky. leads the country in points, assists, and made three-pointers. Yeah, of course. <laughs> ben Cricky and Owen Freeman's got to start to move into a, into the role of being a defensive player that he that he can be. He's starting he's, to learn, but, but he's he, got to get there. I think he's been doing a better job uh, blocking shots. Um, I think he needs to improve personally on his rebounding. Um, but at the end of the day, I he's he's right now he's got to be freshman of the year Big Ten, isn't he? Well, he's won four Big Ten Freshman of the Week awards, but I don't know if he's the Freshman of the Year just yet. He's, he's you know, I think uh, Jess Settles had the uh, averages up there the other day. Jess Settles uh, led him in about every category at this point in time in their young careers. So there's a ways to go, right? But uh, Jess was quite a player early on in his career before the back injuries came along and made him a little bit more average than he was those first couple of years. So Jess Settles was great. Still became, for, for still. The, Years that he, was yeah. <laughs> he was there a while. Okay, let's take our final break. We'll come back. We'll get uh, everything wrapped up and get everybody set. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 2.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines.
When the AI movement needs lots of cooling, it relies on water from the Des Moines and Raccoon Rivers. You're welcome, world. Des Moines sports leader, ESPN Des Moines. And we're back to wrap things up. Smooth grooving into a Iowa basketball game. Cut up the top of the hour. Is that on Big Ten Network? They're both on BTN, aren't they? I think they are. No. Women are on Peacock. Oh, that's right. They're on Peacock. I said that earlier. They're on Peacock. Oh, I'm going to need to remind myself of somebody's Peacock somebody's account here. Peacock account. A little bit, in a little bit, right? <laughs> Got all about that. All right. Well, we'll be watching those tonight. The I want to return to this this, password. this AJ Ferrari thing. Okay. okay. I had the question posed to me last year uh, when, when LSU failed to bring their women's team out for the national anthem at the national championship basketball game. Why did they do that? We never heard. Nobody called them on it. Nobody do, said do a word. Do they ever do that? I don't know. All right. Uh, but they did not come out. They, they were not going to come out and pay their respects to the flag. And then, of course, we had all the rigmarole around Kim Mulkey and Angel Reese and all of that. And, and I, I had the question posed to me, you, if they were your team, you would still be rooting for them. And I said, no, I would not. I would not say I would not be rooting for them, but I would not be openly promoting them. I would not be going to games. I would not be watching them if they were just disrespecting everything that I, that I stood for myself. Okay. Right? So here's this Ferrari kid. Uh -huh. His first opportunity in front of the Iowa fans. Well, he wrestled great. Yeah? He wrestled good. He beat Glazer or whoever it was. I mean, you know, yeah. he's n not a great, not a great heavyweight, right? Well, 97. 197. Uh, he can do the splits. That he can do. And he got up and he pushed the guy, and the guy was jawing at him and pushed the guy. And then he hit him. Flipped the 20, hit him, flipped the 21 golden salute in while doing the splits to the crowd and telling people, you know, right. I'm telling you right now, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him another shot, right? Because he's a hawk, right? But if this is the consistency, this is the consistent type thing we're going to see out of him, no, I ain't going to root for him. Well, and I don't, want to, I don't want that to be what – I don't care whether we win the national championship well, or not. This just in, Brett. Iowa is not winning the national championship in wrestling. Zero chance. Yeah, too, many, too many guys out. Penn State's too good. It doesn't yeah. matter how Penn many Penn State's guys. so good. Penn State has four, likely yeah. five national champs yeah. in their lineup. So, so are they're, we – But they're trying like right. crazy to get to two. Yeah. And and continue to build for the future, and Ferrari's brother, is only Anthony, senior in high school, um, he wrestled unattached and got to the finals as well. The young, super young yeah. one, the high school senior. No, the, no, you're talking about the other, the other, the other, the other Anthony, college. Yeah. Anthony Ferrari was at uh, 47 or 40, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Neither one of them are what I would call model citizens. I'm not suggesting that their uncle is Tony Soprano. You see the, but, uh, the, but you, the I'm, I'm Instagram rant of the dude no. screaming at the TV about the Philadelphia Eagle Cardinal game. No. Can't repeat it on the air. I'll show it to you later. Okay. It's, it's hysterical. Anyway, reminds me of that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, listen, if it's an attitude thing, I get it. T listen, Tom's. There's a difference I want Tom Brands to, to take that kid behind the woodshed and explain to him what, how this is going to work, or it ain't going to happen. I don't want it to happen, right? Well, in 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 unfortunately, we don't have Lou and Ed Bannock on the uh, on the sideline anymore. That's true. To go into the wrestling room and just destroy him, 
Well, apparently he had Alex Marinelli in his in his corner the other night, and that didn't calm him down. He didn't have enough respect for him to, 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 you know. But you're right. We don't have some guys who could tune him up, as it were, and say, "You want you want to go? I know why. Guy? Let's go." I right? want to know. I know why DeSanto got his house in order because he had to go against Tom and Terry every single day in practice, yeah. in addition to the guys that he had. And sooner or later, you get a comeuppance, and you recognize that maybe you're not the baddest man in the room anymore. I'm not that all that and, in a bag of chips. Yeah. And maybe Ben Keeter <laughs> might not be might not be that far fetched. Somebody's going to have to get to him and, and wrangle him in, or it's just not going to work. And and I'm, what I'm saying is, if that happens, I'm going to be okay with it. Well, it, if it, it does work out that that he he changes, he becomes he becomes something that's a little bit more, uh, you know, of what we want to see in representing us. I'm good with that too. Right. Okay. I, it, it's a it's an interesting question to pose because are you selling yourself for the for yep. the purpose of trying to get there? That, that's where I'm going with that. And man. and I, I go back I harken back 20 years when when Iowa brought in the Ryan Baines and the Dan Dorings and all of that that crew and they weren't the model citizens that Kirk really wanted but they were highly touted and highly rated and and this goes. The segue is brought to you by the big city boys and their money. You know, they, well, but but you know? the seg the segue here is: Will Kirk Ferentz uh, go down the road of character, which it sounds like he's looking still for. does, yes, and and those kinds or, of things, character and culture, um, or uh, hyperbole and flash, and I don't think he's going that way, which you know to some people is disappointing. You know, I what Iowa lacks on on offense. Is is they lack the leader offense. And, and they lack an <laughs> offense and they lack the leader and they don't have it on the offensive line. They don't have the guy. They don't have the Robert Gallery. They don't have the uh, Linderbaum. Yeah, the Werfs. Yep. who's taking charge in the huddle there. Um, you know, un unfortunately. <laughs> I think I was better when Logan Jones is playing guard and Ellsbury's playing center. Another thing I didn't get the other yesterday. But I just, that's that's just yeah, I agree. You know, that's just me. Um, and and you know Rusty Feth played, and you you just you never know. Those old linemen are tough and they're going to be out there battling. So it's just over the course of the next couple of weeks we're going to figure it out. And if it's Paul Christ or if it's Joe Philbin, I think we're going to find. Uh, different attitude by the old lineman. Certainly different play calling and a different idea there. And if it's not one of them, and if somehow they can get Ryan Grubb for three and a half million dollars and get him or to come home, whoever, right, he's but, not going right, to. But no, it, but but right, it could it could be that it's not one of them, but it sure seems like that fits. Right, right. Um, but yeah, either way, either way, it sounds like you can maybe instill a different attitude. Uh, about the way things look uh, and the way things are coached, right? And, and led on the field. Because yeah. Iowa was without a head the last six games of this year. Seven games, yeah. whatever. Right. Somebody who was thinking about other stuff, right? Had other things on it. Just he was leading. He, we didn't have the leader on offense. They had it on defense and Higgins and Cooper. But we didn't have somebody standing out there on the field doing it. Didn't have that no. on, on offense. And your quarterback and couldn't even do it, and right? And he didn't have it at all from your coach. Right. That's kind of what I, what, I, what yeah. I was thinking. All right, we got any shot tonight at all uh, up in Madison? I got a shot. You know, I was uh, only a five-and-a-half-point underdog. I, oh, okay. In order for them to win, I was gotta, okay. I Iowa has to shoot 35% or better from three. When they do that, they tend to win. Shocker. 
they make more baskets, which garners more points. They have to they have to be within five of rebounds. They have to shoot 35% for three. And, then, and Iowa's going to lose tonight, 76-73. Yeah. What Bill Russell said about the Celtics and the Lakers, that in order for the Lakers to win tonight, they're going to have to make more baskets than the Celtics will always hold true. True. In this case, the Hawks are going to come up a couple short. They're going to get one against Rutgers, and yes. uh, it'll start to look a little bit better. We'll see how things go next week. We'll Sounds go good. Way. All right. We'll be here talking about it right here at GMIX. Join us at that time uh, next Tuesday, 5 o'clock, for the Hawkeye Huddle on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines.